It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're going to pivot to a little Browns talk, and as always, Browns talk is sponsored by Lincoln Electric. We got some good Browns topics to get to today. Lincoln Electric, the leading manufacturer in welding and electricity-making facets. They are hiring for all great jobs. Check them out, Lincoln Electric. Jay, you want to take this one away? Yeah, uh... We talked about it at the top of the show. These numbers are just mind-numbing. Okay. The Washington Commanders uh, <laughs> fetched a price of $6.05 billion on the open market. Daniel Snyder will no longer be the owner once this sale is official. Uh, I think the big he- – there's two big headlines here. The, the NFL gets rid of a, a wart. They've been trying to – they didn't know what to do with Daniel Snyder. The organization has been a mess since he bought it. Um, oftentimes the story included his name. Mm-hmm. And I always say that when you Google teams and owners, the team that has the fewest hits, when you check both of those boxes, is usually a winning team. Yeah. Like, for instance, Cowboys' Jerry Jones. They're probably going to come up more than any other team. Yeah. I want my NFL owner to do one thing. Be- write checks. I pick, pick good people right. and write checks. And Dan Snyder never did that. Dan Snyder, when he first came on, I, it, it's been a while. People forgot. Mm-hmm. Any and all free agents that were on the market, Snyder bought them. He, yeah. he I just, remember Albert Hainsworth was a ever, big Albert Hainsworth. He made him the highest paid defensive tackle in the game ever. Like, if, if it was a named player and he was hitting the market, Dan was in on the conversation. He proved that you can't win that way. You can't. Um, he mucked up the organization in just about every way possible. They were investigated by the league. Uh, there are many that believe that the league covered up yeah. most of the dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the NFL is just relieved that this is over, and that's why they were pushing for this so hard. Because now it doesn't matter so much what was going on in right. the organization the, the, because ding-dong, the witch is dead. And, right. and I will give them, we were, during the Deshaun Watson situation and was going down, you know, I was critical, and a lot of people were critical of the fact that Dan Snyder was out here running them up. I'll give, you know, I'll give the NFL some sort of credit here by saying, hey, I know how it could be to sit around that round table full of made men and tell you one of your own, hey, 
we can't do this no more. Right. It's, that's a difficult thing. Like, you know, especially when you're talking about billionaires. People don't people don't just give their business up. It's giving uh, your people's businesses is their identity. When you say Ray Washington Redskins or Commanders, you think Daniel Snyder, right? Like you do now. You do now. You used to think you, Gibbs. Gibbs winning. And Art Monk and, and, yes. and, and, and guys that was John Riggins. Yeah. Just <laughs> the, the the hogs and, and uh you know the band. Like Gary Clark. Remember though that the fun bunch. Dexter Manley. So all these guys, like that's the thing about it. Like one person Doug Williams. D- yeah. Doug Williams. Joe Theismann. One person can mess up your whole doggone thought process of a, of a, a story organization. Especially when he's the owner. He's Yes. And it's the Reds. At the time, and we said at the Redskins, this is the commanders, but we speak it in terms of the Redskins back then. The Redskins were known as one of the best organizations yeah. in the game. Yeah. Period. Period. Full stop. They were a cornerstone franchise. Think about this, guys. A lot of teams have won multiple quarter, uh, uh, multiple Super Bowls. But when you look at, like, the Steelers, they won four with Bradshaw. The Patriots won six with Brady. The Niners won three with Montana and, I think, two with Steve Young. Mm-hmm. The Redskins were doing it with different cats. Mark Rippin. They were doing it with Rippin, Williams. Doug Williams. Yep. Uh, their Theismann. most recent. Oh, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Th- Theismann didn't win a Super Bowl, but who was their most recent? Was it Rippin? Like, Mark Rippin. They played the Bills in, I believe it was ninety-one or. But Joe Gibbs, like they—they they were just, you know, it was Jack Kent Cook was the owner. Yeah, yeah. And he was your traditional NFL owner. He hired great people and got the hell out of the way. When I always remember when the Browns used to, because they never really played them that much. It seemed like I used to always have this feeling when they say, "Hey, we're going to RFK Stadium," and I'm like, "I ain't never seen the Browns play good in RFK ever." Like, like well, it, didn't it, I think? I think if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't that long ago where they only had maybe one win ever at Washington. Yeah, like because they don't play each other right. there very often, but. They haven't had much success if, if I, cause I, I, my memory is yours. Yeah, like we go there. That's an L. That's an L. We're not winning over there. But th- th- it's funny how you change the owner change and everything, everything trickles down from him. And it's been the same thing here in Cleveland. Yep. They haven't had, you know, funny. Did anyone ever think that these, that a, a Browns owner could make Art Modell look good or Al Lerner? I mean, well, I'm Lerner. not even going to say Lerner looked good because he, he they, just wouldn't even, they, they was like, don't show the box. Don't show the press box. <laughs> I know. Remember that? I remember that. Do not like, show I, us. When Art Modell left, if if you would have asked the average Browns fan, will you ever be to a point where you miss the days of Art Modell? Yeah. But, and I'm not saying that, you know, people have forgiven him and they love him, but you can say what you want about Art Modell. His team's won. That is it. His team's won. Yeah. Now, he committed the ultimate sin and took the team to Baltimore. But compared to what we have now and what we've had since, they've made Art Modell look yeah. like a pretty damn good owner. Well, Art, what Art was fighting against was the economic change of the game. He was not going to have enough money to play the game the way that. Well, he, 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 you know what he did? He did some bad deals. Right, right. He gave everything away concessions, and, parking. And so, what do you The have? way you can make money in this game back then. He had bad deals with the city, right? And he was just—he just in. I know the history will record this a different way, right? But 
He wanted the city to treat him fairly, and he thought that they were never going to because they thought he would never leave. As 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 a young dude growing up, not understand. I'm from Canton. I didn't really get it. Like like so. As I started to get older, and I started to look into the political nature of it, I, I started to come away feeling different. I'm like, did he get railroaded? Because like he was he he basically was like, hey. I'm gonna just be a good soldier and wait my turn. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I, I the Cavs got a new Cavs, arena. Okay. The well, Indians got the new stadium. He did a lot, and for he's the city. just sitting there going, "Hey, where's where's mine?" Because guess what? We know on this show, but based how many people are watching when we talk Browns, Guardians, or Cavs, do you know this is a Browns town. You yeah. know to draw, and is. he just wanted his third of the pie, he, and he was like, "Wait a minute, I see a pie in front of me. It's got one cut in it, and half of it says Cavs, and half of it says Indians." Where do I get to eat? Part, part, part of it, he was so entrenched in this community. He, Cleveland hadn't seen one of the real cutthroat owners that come through here and be like, I ain't doing nothing. You're doing everything, right? That's Because that's how they play it now. You're doing everything, right? They and thought I, he would never leave. Yeah, so, so when you have that thought, Jay, you're like, he couldn't even, even when he tried to probably muscle a deal out, they were like, yeah, doing yeah. Financially, cute. You ain't doing that. Go over there in your corner and keep winning. So <laughs> is this is, tr- is this true financially? I heard well, as I was looking you know, different stuff on the internet, I heard that Art Modell had to take out a loan to pay Andre Rising. That's, That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Art Modell was not a wealthy man. No, he was not. Outside of his ownership of a team. It's, it's very similar to what the Guardian situation is now. The Guardians are now in a situation where they're not even getting the $55 million owed to them by their television we, partner. We, we, we got to talk about it. I, that I, is a that, mind that blow what's going on be, with them. That, like, I'm, I'm wondering. And they're still carrying the games. Yeah, yes. And just, so how is that, that even happening? Brad, it's crazy. Because, you know why? Because of our bankruptcy laws. But here's what that's akin to. You go to a restaurant every night, and it's a five-star, and yeah. you eat your meal, and you pay your $500 bill when you're done every night. Is that what happened at the five-star? And then... <laughs> Well, I'm yes. talking, you know, you got four people. Uh, bottle and wine, a bottle, the bottles bottle of wine, wine will get you. The bottle oh. gets you. It's a five note, okay? okay? Okay. You do that every night for 20 years. All right. And then you file bankruptcy. I'm, I'm pouring out. But you keep going to the five-star restaurant. <laughs> you keep eating the five-star meal. Top shelf. And when it's done, you politely excuse yourself, put your napkin on the table, and walk out the door, and then you, and then you look back at the, <laughs> and you look back at the, at the matron and you go, uh, bankruptcy. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on right now with the Guardians Jay, and Valley Sports. What a great Jay, analogy. Jay, That's it. What a great Jay, analogy. Jay, Jay, they're you, eating Jay, and they're not paying. Yeah, you eat, then you dip. You dip and you're dining and dashing. Hallelujah, it's back. television sports, dine and dash. They play. They start. They always. They, uh, all yeah. you. All you hear is all you hear is Gwen Stefani. They put that Gwen. Holla, I ain't no Hollaback girl. I ain't no. The 80s. See you tomorrow. Oh, the, uh, the, the 80s Ohio State late night runs <laughs> where people go to the late night. That's it. I'm out. So uh, and, and you know what? I got a whole story. It involves the Pitt Panthers, West Virginia, and the car picking me up after a dollar bill. Don't. <laughs> what is that called? The backyard brawl? Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm oh. out of here. No, so seriously, that, I mean, that's what it is. And, and by the way, they're telling the chef, too, on their way out, uh, remember, tomorrow, medium rare plus. Yeah. And, and, and I want a twinge of olive oil in my and, steamed vegetables. And, and by the way, can, do you guys have the truffles in yet? <laughs> no, I heard truffles. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's nuts Crazy. what's going on with the Guardians. But w- uh, the reason we got to that point is because the Dolans, 
don't have the kind of money where they can say, I got that 55 million. I'll, I got it covered. So, well, so this ball. 55 million, I'm sure, was going to be consumed in use of somewhere players. Hell, yeah. So where are they running the who's, team? Who's filling the gap now? The owners. But if you don't have the money, how do you fill the gap? Enter minority owner. <laughs> oh, so you you tap them boys. Hey, well, look. Uh, Mr. Blitzer, you're part of the team now as well. And you have to incur some of these expenses as well. Day and day. I imagine that whatever the split is in ownership, Paul has to pay 90% of that TV bill and Blitzer has to pay 10 if that's the ownership split. Yeah. I can't remember now what the numbers are, but somebody's got to pick but, up but the tab. Jay, but Jay, like this is, to, I'm, so I'm just being frank. I mean, does he have yeah. $45 million <laughs> in the bank? I, I don't because I don't know that he has it, but I, I I'm sure because his assets are the team, whatever value that so has. So you're gonna put a you, so he's you probably against that. What, I wouldn't doubt it if what, there will be you, loans taken. Now I'm speaking completely out of turn. Do you, I don't know do you, that for or think, not. What do you think the guys are worth? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Over a billion for sure. I'll and, look that up, but that's a great question. Yeah, Brad. I would say I would say in the two billion dollar range. Okay, the Guardians. He, he bought it for yeah. bought it for what nine hundred? Oh, in the hundreds of millions, not a billion. So I'll my, real quick, it is twelve twenty, which means it's time real quick to remind everybody that the lunch of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Collard Racing. Collard Racing, the official NASCAR sponsor of Northeast get. Ohio. Well, we're talking about evaluations, real real quick. What do you think the Browns would be? Price that right now. Five, 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 five billion. Five billion. Four million dollars. Uh, You're fact, saying four billion? That's what four, the Broncos four. went for. I, but, but, but I would argue, I would argue he could get more because, like the Washington Commanders, it don't matter. We gonna always show up. It don't matter. We gonna buy merch. We got Browns backers. And if I'm them, I'm saying, look, you name me no, one, you, you, listen, one more loyal fan base. They gonna quote. They gonna hey, fill up whatever you got. G, G, you get five billion, five and a half billion. If you got a new stadium, dude, this stadium not giving you no. No, that's word. part that's, of it. That's, that's, a, that's, a, good, that's, that's a very fair and valid point. point. And here, at some point, but, Mikey, but I want to get I want to get the Browns on here because I, 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 I this community got to have a conversation here. No. But, but listen, you know, what I, you know where I'm going. Washington's in the same spot. FedEx was built around the same time mm-hmm. and they want out. They don't want that stadium anymore. Mm-hmm. They want a new stadium just like mm-hmm. Haslam does. So here's one of the things when when they set these values, it's all just it's it's a guessing game. Yeah, but one of the things that I can imagine that's going on uh, at w- where they value these things because you always see um, who is the company that sets the valuations for the pro sports franchises that we always Forbes. use? Forbes. And real quick, the Guardians, $1.3 billion okay. evaluation. What were I, they bought for? I'd say they were bought million? for $323 million. Okay, there you go. Three? three? There you go. That's, lo- That's that- a billion. So, so Paul goes to the bank. And oh, says, "Listen, oh, I'm man. in a bit of a spot. He, yeah. I got this. <laughs> no, I got no. this diner that keeps coming and eating my food, but he's not paying for it. So I got to pick up his tab. I need a 55 million dollar payroll. He needs an loan. equity loan. 
That's what uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a payroll a, loan. It's an equity, an equity loan. The equity in the, now, I don't know that he's doing that. I yeah, don't. Okay. Maybe he's flush enough yeah. that he can just write that check. We I don't, don't know. know. I would I would be surprised if he is. By trade, he's I'm a lawyer, I'm not going to guess right? a man's worth. Yeah, now, typically, you're not making that kind of money practicing law. No. He, was, he put himself in a position to buy the team and own the team. Right. But how much... Of that is fluid for him and right. liquid. I don't know. Right. Uh, what I do know is, in an interview on opening day with Jimmy Donovan, Jimmy asked him, "Are you concerned? Does there come a point here where this becomes an issue?" And he was coy, as he always is. Didn't glean, you know, he didn't give us much information. But here's my fear: at the trade deadline, if they're a player away, and that means taking on a significant number. Of dollars in payroll, I wouldn't think they're going to do that. Can't do it. And, and you know what? They'll I wouldn't because they're already one of the lowest at ninety-one million. And, and, and I would that not. Makes, that I, makes sense. No, I wouldn't knock them, Jay. For I one either. time, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be grudging. Mean, they're in a really, the, really hey, hard spot. So here, right here's the deal. For and, I, and I've had, you know, I, I was on a call with, with Paul Dolan maybe about six months ago, seven months ago. wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, very nice guy. Right? Super I nice. I mean, guy. very nice guy. Right. Very and, nice. And was was professional, courteous, very much so. So I'm not going to begrudge anybody. Yeah. I like, but here at some point here, you know, I'm looking at this TV contract money that's missing. That gap, I, here, I run a city. That thing has to be filled with something. You know, in a ledger column, that's not a miscellaneous expense. That's not peanuts. $55 million. I, I, I would literally have to think about getting out of it. So at that point, I'd have to think. I had to think about. So, I, so, I had to cash no, my chips. Well, he's it, got a, he's got an escape clause if he wants it. And it's has and the ability to buy the whole team. And it's not even getting out. It, it, it's here. You're cashing out. Yeah, I'm cashing out. You're gonna cash out to a win. I'm because, and, and, because the game now is played on all sports levels, not just baseball. You need a higher profile owner with more deep pockets because this is where it's trending. The salaries are trending. This is trending. The stadiums are trending. I don't know what I'm doing you with streaming. I don't know what the revenue. No, our, and most, our baseball landscape is our, different than all the other ones because Mo they don't revenue share like the NFL does. Art Modell could not be an owner in NFL today. It just not. It's a lot. It's a lot of the old. The old. Here. You cannot. What's the What's the Pelicans owner? The Pelicans owner, like the guns. The, the, the guns and the cavalry could not own today. No. You it's cannot. a different stratosphere that these guys are living in. And much of the like, I, that's why I was so surprised that the Haslam's bought into the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't. They must I mean, have got some of this. They but, must. You know, at, at Forbes, when they set the value, yeah. you know how an inspector comes to your house yeah, and goes, yeah, yeah. "Oh, we got a gutter hanging up there. Going to deduct <laughs> something for that." Uh, I hear a little noise in the heater. That's a deduction. With the Browns, they're going to look at the win-loss records. They're going to go, huh? Not a whole lot to talk about in the winning column, right. but I'm seeing a note here: fan base through parade when team went 0 and 16. Oh, yeah. I'm buying that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, That's crazy. They're always we're always going to be there. Yeah. We're it, always going to be there. It we're is. making the owners a lot of money with so that. So I do want to say this: I think I think this 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 our group will be doing this community a disservice because I want to have a discussion about this stadium here, right? Because how you get into the next? It's not just a stadium. We want to have a winning team, right? Yeah. Well, I don't care. I, this, you're always. In I don't the, care if we play this, in the parking this, lot if this we is, win. This, no, this is portal business. You always have to stay winning. So you're you're always in the recruitment game here, right? Your facilities. You've been out to the facilities in Berea. Oh, there ain't nothing special. 
No. Well, they are upgrading this, the no. facilities. So there. I'm saying you have that upgrade and you go to some of these other places. Go out to the what the Cavs out of Independence. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's the yeah, difference. No, I, I feel it. And yep. So when I when I'm recruiting players to come here, right? Everything's first class. You saw those surveys. No, they were no. like, oh, those surveys didn't come out I, like I, great I, here. I, I, right. think, I think they, that, that they had the So if you're not paying, this, if you're not having a, a first class facility, you better have some kind the, of You better have something going on. The, the city owes it to itself that if you want to talk about, because I know they do got some money, because that gambling money is real ripe right now. Now you got sin taxes and all this other stuff. My thing is, if you're going to do it and you want the taxpayers' money in a recession, I feel you got to you got to fiscally be responsible and say we need this venue here. to attract more here. than the Cleveland Browns I'm, year round. I'm yes. not going Agreed. to who pays for anything yet. The discussion point is, do you want this or should we be looking at something else? Because if we are at some point going to something else, if you don't do it now, 15 years from now, it's going to cost you X. So that's you, why I was surprised that they're going to the, the renovation. The, the Haslam's all of a sudden did it on about face. Well, I think that and now they're like, oh, you know what? We'll just renovate this. I don't one. think no, they don't want the smoke. They don't want this. They don't I like, want, they don't want the, the bill. I like you. No, forget the bill. They don't want the smoke of just saying somebody talking about it. I said it don't, it don't cost you anything to talk about it. I said they have never polled this community to be like, what is it that you prefer? Look, I'm six years old. What I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit out there in the cold. I'm not going <laughs> I know to do that. <laughs> like, so after September, you kiss me goodbye. Right? I'm not I going out there. You're you no parking money. Unfortunately, no money. and I know this because I was one of them. I'll sit through, and there were 40,000 fans that, that did the same thing. Zero degree weather mm -mm. to watch them play the Saints on Christmas Eve. I did you. it. I was there. Zero That's degree, crazy. Zero, zero degree weather. Y'all nuts. Look, zero degree weather. Coldest game I've ever. It's coldest you, I've ever been in my you life. You and Jason, y'all are nuts. Hey, coldest I've ever hey, been. Hey, zero degree weather at my age gets you sick. Look, <laughs> I, 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 I prefer seventy-two <laughs> in climate control. I'm a, but Brad, you gonna be, you gonna have walking pneumonia. What's wrong? <laughs> what happened to Brad? He shriveled up somewhere. Brad was such a good hey, dude. I, hey, I, hey, listen. The Browns literally killed I, him. I, I am, he always said they would. I am not coming to the Cleveland Clinic seeing you out there with your legs hanging off the edge of the bed. They ain't got the coughing, coughing. And, and, and Brad said this right here. And they lost. <laughs> Bush, hey, talk to my dog. Yeah, yeah. Get them together. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, doing that. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I would see. I would guess that the Browns would be worth five billion. Yeah. Because I, I know that there's not much to speak of lately. But same with the Redskins. Yeah. yeah. The Redskins sell tickets. So do the Browns. Loyal fan base. And bases. we will support this Loyal team fan bases. through 0 and 16. We threw a parade. That's crazy. Okay, Mike. According to Forbes, they are evaluated at $3.85 billion. Okay. It is 12.30, which means it is time to remind you all that the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Colleague Racing, the official NASCAR sponsor of Northeast Ohio. We are doing a Cavs postgame show, and there's also a special membership perk that I want to tell you guys about. For a buck ninety-nine a month, that gets you into the starters tier. That gets you those loyalty badges, custom emojis, member-only community posts. For $4.99 a month, you get overtime videos, that's daily extra content, all those same starter tier perks, member shoutouts, discount codes for merch. We posted the link. You can only get this if you're a member in the members mm. only community tab to get on the text chain, with, text chain with Jason Lloyd for game one of the playoff game. He'll be sitting courtside at the game giving you up-to-date minute-by-minute updates 
about the Cavs. Now, will they be Knicks able to ask him one. questions? Is this interactive? It's interactive. Yes, wow. it is. You For have to be 99. a coaches tier member to get it. You can only be a coaches tier. Go to the YouTube community tab to get that exclusive code. Jason Lloyd, the smartest basketball guy we know, will be texting. That's back great, and forth. man. Let's talk a little Guardians real quick. They're starting a three game set with the Nationals today. After a tough matchup with the Yankees, Jay, what do you need to see from the Guardians to kind of wipe the ship here? I need to see a home run. We've That'd got, be nice. We've got one home run in six home games, guys. One. I, I think to the season, they have six home runs in yeah, the entire it's, season. It's, it, you know, I always say it's early. Don't get too crazy. But right now, all the alarm bells are, all, are sounding. They're on. The flags are waving. Waving. This is a 9-1-1 situation. Hello. Last year, <laughs> what the Guardians did was they won spitting in the face of conventional wisdom, which is you got to hit power. You got to have power and hit home runs to win. Mm -hmm. They proved that in a bad division with a team that plays terrific defense, can run the bases and had above average starting pitching that they can win that division. Yeah. Then they played a team that was built very similar to them, the Rays, who obviously this year are rewriting the record book. Yeah. When it comes to starting, hey, I, have to, I have to stop you for one second about the Rays. I just saw this numbers. It's, it's blow me. What they're, they're doing absurd. has never happened. Okay, but here, you ready for this? The two teams that are dead last in baseball and home runs, the Guardians and the Nationals. So if you're expecting home runs, don't expect it. Six for the Guardians, that is 29th in baseball. Five for the Nationals, 30th in baseball. Jesus. How many home runs do you think the Rays have through 13 games this year? I'd say 12. G? Because they're not a home run hitting team either. That's uh, what you think. Well, uh, they weren't last year. They weren't last year. 15? 13 games. Brad, what do you think? 15? 9? 32. What? Oh. Anthony, tell me ESPN. If the ESPN's wrong, ESPN's wrong. No, if it's got 32. 32, 32. runs for the Guardians through 13 games. For the Rays. For the Rays. For the Rays. Sorry, for the Rays. See, they were, I think, they were at the bottom of the are they still heap playing, last are, year, are too. Are they still playing in the Dome? Yeah, they're playing at Tropicana Field still. Oh, they yeah, played, uh, they played on the road. Hey, that well. is not wrong. You ready for this? What? Brandon Lowe has five. Yandy Diaz has four. Wander Yandy Franco, Diaz four. is a home run hitter Randy now. Randy Arozarena, All three. of a sudden. Isaac Paredes, three. Luke Rayleigh, three. Harold Ramirez, three. Joe, Jose Siri, three. Josh Lowe, three. Manuel yeah. Margot, two. Christian Bethencourt, two. And he, he named more than nine people. Man, I got to tell you. 13 I, games. I would not have guessed that in a million years. I don't know what they're doing. A lot of those are the same guys that were there last year, and they were not hitting home runs. When Yandy Diaz was here, this guy looks like Tarzan. This guy is a mammoth human being. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think he ever hit a home run when he was with Cleveland. Man, he, these dudes. They, Maybe one. Sorry <laughs> for cutting you off, but that, I just saw that. <laughs> no, that's, no, a, that's, that's a terrific crazy. point. But the reason I bring up the Rays is because they were built in the same vein as the Guardians. Last year, I think the, the two of them were 26th and 29th or something like that mm -hmm. in home runs. What that proved was you can, you can either win a wild card or win a bad division without hitting for power. Well, but when you come up against a power-hitting team like the Yankees, what did the Yankees do to us? They hit three-run homers, and we went home, and they moved on. That's so demoralizing. It, 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 well, the, the you can outplay a team for eight innings, eight and one innings, pitch later, boom. One at bat. You and know you, what it feels like? It feels like you're detonating a bomb. You know the tension that you're, you know, you're, every move has got to be very thoughtful and careful. But you know if you hit that tripwire, it's, it's, it's a wrap. And that's what it feels like when you're playing the, the Yankees, knowing that you're not going to get one swing and have three runs. But what they're doing this year isn't just bad. It's all-time bad. Guys, you know, Little League seasons are usually <laughs> 16 games. Yeah. Uh, 
I had seven home runs in one little league season when I was 12. You probably had 25. Yeah, they, they just stopped I counting mean, after a while. I, guys, you, you can't win if you're only hitting five home runs every 13 games. And we talk well, about launch trajectories, Jay. Like, is this, a, is this something that they're working on? I don't like, know. It, I, had, I had a conversation with Josh Bell at spring training where, you know, he had once hit 37 home runs. His numbers have been down the last few years. I had asked him what he was doing to try to get back to that 37 home run season. And he said, the buzzword obviously in baseball is launch angle. And when you watch these guys in the on deck circle and they're taking their swings, they're all doing the same thing. They go. They want to be coming up and hit the baseball that way. It used to be hit down on the ball, yep. create backspin and watch it rise. Now every, everything is about launch angle. He got consumed with launch angle, and he told me this year, I'm going back to a, a level swing. I want to hit the ball hard. When I concentrate on hitting the ball square and hard line drives, I hit home runs. Well, he's rolling. He's hitting the- below 100. Yeah. His big moment of the season was a walk-off fielder's choice that went about 75 feet. Facts. And I'm really concerned He's not right even stroking the ball hard. He's not. No. He's, he is softly turning over ground balls to the right side. And like, bat at bats. Good morning, good afternoon, good night strikeouts. So. Swinging at balls. I Take mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how you get out of a slump like this, but this is the kind of thing that even if he hit, That's, he's going to have that. to look hit. At those, look at those numbers. He's going to have to hit 500 for the next 13 games to be at 300. When you dig a hole like this, it's like your grade point average. Oh, it's you, you really start, hard to you, move it the right way. You start off with a D. You're That's, done. And a low D is 60%. Yeah, you know, you're, you're and, done. And what, did, what did Pittsburgh know? I don't know. Well, no, listen, I, well, you, I, uh, the, he was with San Diego. No, Washington before San Diego. Washington. I, mean, first, I don't know why I said San Pittsburgh. Diego. Because <laughs> because the Pirates and the Padres look out uniforms that's similar. I'm I'm I, I'm I, very concerned because I'm going to make a statement that's going to make everybody quiver in their boots. Duke yeah. and Dijerk J. Right now. <laughs> yeah, so the, the big talk in the offseason. This, this is their rich player. Yes. He's making 13 million dollars a year. He's he's hitting the weight of a fifth grader. He's hitting 90. Now, he was the reason he was the pivotal piece was because he was the protection for Jose Ramirez. Has Jose homered this year? No, I don't think so. Jose is not homered this year. Okay, no. so teams, it doesn't take teams long to figure out. You didn't get no pitches. I'm not pitching to Jose because the guy behind him has, hasn't done anything. Right now, if the Indians had Austin Hedges hitting behind Jose Ramirez, he would be he would be pr- providing twice the average. You know, you know what's scary. He for, didn't hit 200 last year. You know what's scary for me, Jay, is we've seen the Guardians not have bats. We've seen Guardian players, with, uh, you know, not be able to not runs in, runners in or scoring position. We've seen guys, you know, swing and miss and whiff when you got an opportunity to move runners or have sacrifice flies. But what we have not seen, but is uh, we've always assumed the Guardians starting rotation and bullpen were a plus grade A. Now you got two guys on the DL. I know you got a couple of dudes that you kind of shaky on. That's that's relievers. Class A, like like he Class A don't even look like he got the same stuff as he he had last year. He well, could come in and they, he was one two three. So you can't have you can't have two things at once. You you got to have elite elite pitching 
Oh, and you can survive and try to move runners along, but you can't have both. You can't. Struggle. No, you can't have. Now, in, in fairness to Classe, he he took the loss uh, in the last game of the series to the Yankees. It was three three. He came in in the ninth. Uh, the the defense was poor. Bet I, I I said about Josh Bell, who should have scooped that ball at first, that mm-hmm. le- ended up being the game winning run. If you can't hit, you better be able to catch. <laughs> you better bring something to the party. Who, who is that? Who's the dude? I was watching the old guard Indians. Who used to play first base and his last name was Perry? I'm trying to think. Who was that? I was, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, was it Herbert Perry? Herbert Perry. Herbert Perry. Could, Herbert Perry, he couldn't listen. They would be like, listen, we're going to put Herbert Perry in for Sereno, Paulie. You know, <laughs> Paulie, we're going to have to put him in. <laughs> I said Herbert Perry. Well, Bell's usually a good first baseman, but that now the throw from Rosario was bad, but you've got to dig that out. It's a ball that he just whiffed on. He pulled the glove up too quick. That guy gets on base. And then ends up scoring the game-winning run. So I mean, Classe did his job. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to blame him. Right? It is, but, but I'll tell you this: the kids that they have in the system, Bybee, I don't think he's given up a run this year oh, in the minor leagues. No. Um, there's, there's two, Williams is Devin pitching. Williams. His, he's pitching his tail off right now. So they've got three guys in the pipeline that, if I'm in particular, I'm worried about Cal, and I'm worried about Plezak. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us look good. And uh, I don't know how much leash they're going to have, particularly when the bats aren't hitting. I don't know if it's going to be long before Tito calls these kids up to see what they've got at this level. Why because not? Bybee and Williams have been lights out in the minor leagues. And, you know, they they brought up Gaddis has pitched twice. Mixed results. Yeah, it looked good the first time. Second uh, time got destroyed. Yeah, but... Quantrill hasn't looked good at all, and neither mm-hmm. has Plezak. And when you've got these guys throwing the way they're throwing in the minor leagues, at some point we got to see what they what they're all about here. And and they got they got velocity. See, I'm a, I, I'm a I, I mean, you you can be a, I, I can't deal with the Tom Candiotis of the world. I can't do it. Like if you're gonna be a dude, uh, the time of when you got Abbott or, or Smokes and. Glavin and, and Jim Abbott, uh, th- those guys are cool, but I need guys that can that can put some heat on this. Well, ball. that's the game now. Yeah, if you're not throwing low to mid 90s, you 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 better have three A plus pitches. <laughs> and you that Strasburg curveball, you got to yeah. have something like that because you're not gonna be up there. Because think about it, if you miss, <laughs> that's a three run homer. Yeah. Like you missed your changeup. Oh, there we go. You down three now, runs. all of this talk, they're seven and six. Yeah, uh, not bad for the rest I, I, of the, rest I, I, of the I American think they League. Could easily be eight and five, maybe even nine. They've got four. some concerning issues, but they do have issues. And the biggest one is that there's just no power to this offense. Now, we know that in baseball, power tends to come and go. Unfortunately, everyone is in a power slump right now, and and Hopefully, when everybody starts hitting them, when one player starts hitting them, they're all going to start hitting them. And this won't be the problem that it was last year and has been so far this year. But the Rays right now are running away from baseball, and they're built very similarly to the Guardians. How they're hitting all these home runs, I don't know. Yande Diaz with four home runs? Absurd. Can you read me Yande Diaz's home run totals by year? Give me one second. Okay. Because Yandi, even though he looks, when you see him, you're like, oh, God, that's a 30-year hey, hey, me, home run a year guy. Hey, let me, let me tell you He's something. Not, he hasn't been that guy. The last time I seen dudes just hitting home runs like that, 
Uh, there's a team called the Houston Astros. I'm not going to say. No, I know. What you saying? Everyone's getting like that, but with pitch count, that's out what, of the mix. What are, what are you saying? I, no, it's out of the mix now, guys. You can't do it. No, I'm, I'm unless, to, unless a pitcher is tipping what his I, I, I don't uh. know what it is, but he named more, it's nine guys in the lineup. I know. He named 12 dudes. <laughs> what's what's Yandy Diaz's home run totals by year? I got you. First, though, I want to remind everybody the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Call of Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Yandy Diaz is listed on baseballreference.com as 6'3, 220 pounds. He's massive. In 2017 with Cleveland, he had no home runs in 49 games. In 2018, in 39 games, he had one home run. Then he goes to Tampa Bay. In 79 games, he had 19 home runs. The following year, he had two. In 2021, he had 13. Last season, 137 games, he had nine. He's and this year, in 11 games, he has four. He's not a home run hitter, and he's cranking the ball this year. I don't know. It's, they're all playing. You know how it is in pro sports, Brad. When one guy gets hot on a team and then another guy catches fire, the last thing you want to do is be the weak link. Yeah, and everybody sort of elevates their game, and that's what's I, going on I, in Tampa. They're not going to go 162-0, and 0, folks. Uh, but the way they're they're just they're they're destroying I'm their a, opponents. I'm gonna take killing your, people. I'm going to take killing your own them. words. You, you, you asked the question, okay. and Jay answered it. We, it was a couple weeks ago. He said, Jay, uh, you know, you break this, you this this thing down into thirds. What is the goal in the first third? And you said, hey, uh, they need to they need to tread water. Now at the time, because of their pitching. Yes, at the time, they had came off two series wins. They right. won they won the Oakland series, won the Mariners series. Now you're starting to see the effects of that a little bit, right? Because now the the pitching, we was worried about that, but now it's just like you got a car. The transmission go out. You might as well go ahead and chalk it up because if the transmission go, you you might have to replace something on the starter. You got to replace everything else. Go past that. So the situation that I'll be looking at is I think in the first half of the year, or first third of the year, they got to just tread water. They got to yeah. stay. They got to stay close, and they could not let the Twins run away from them. Because think about it, that wild card game is getting funny because if, if the Rays is going to win that division. Then you left with the Yankees. You left with the Red Sox. They can be vibe for something. And if you don't win your division because of the Twins, I, I don't. I don't foresee you you making the playoffs. It's a rough climb. Ask the Rays last year. Yeah. You know that the Rays found that out, and uh, hopefully it won't come to that this year for the Guardians. But the pitching has got to get significantly better. And speaking of pitching, we got five minutes left in the Guardians before we have to do a USFL segment. But. Jay, we talked in the gym the other day about the new pitch clock. Savali's on the I.L. McKenzie's on the I.L. Across the league, up pitching injuries are slightly up from last year. We had Bull on earlier this week. Bull said he doesn't believe there's enough evidence to actually tie the two together. You disagree. Yeah, so here's what I'll say to that. And and I'm glad Brad's here because, Brad, you can speak to this. Whenever you have a rhythm to something in sports, I don't care if it's baseball, football, golf, golf – Ask, ask the guys that played in the lead group at the Masters about rhythm. Right. We saw the leader after the third round completely melt down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, and I was saying, oh, this is going to affect him in all kinds of bad ways. Because Patrick Cantley, I think his name is, was playing in the group ahead of him. He's the notoriously slow golfer. Right. They played a five-hour round, round of golf. That's how, that's how long I expect to play on a muni course on a crowded a weekend. And it was absolutely 
killing the leaders, mm -hmm. particularly the third, the leader after three rounds. He melted on Sunday because he doesn't like to stand around and wait. There's a rhythm to sports, whether that's shooting a free throw. If you told the NBA next year, from now on, you have one second to shoot the free throw. What do you think would happen to the free throw percentage? Awful. It's going to go way down. Awful. Guys have a rhythm. Now, I know in the NBA it's a little different. Three dribbles, backward spin, whatever, another dribble, whatever it takes. eye it, shoot it. Everybody has their own rhythm. If I tell you that you do something 100 times, but it takes you, in total, 40 minutes to do it, but now I tell you you have 30 minutes to do it, you're going to speed up your rhythm, there's going to be fatigue that sets in. Mm -hmm. And what happens, Brad, when athletes get fatigued get hurt. but still try to perform at the same they get, level? They get hurt. I, I, I asked the Jay, I asked that question a couple weeks ago. I said, okay, the pitch clock is great for the fans, right? But you're now asking a guy to speed up his thing. So now the rest in between his pitches, that's, that's gone. You're, you're doing repetition on these same muscles and same throwing that you're going to wear something out quicker. Right. And that's what's going to well, occur. The, the, the analogy I gave Mikey, because we were in the gym, we all have our pace when we're in the gym. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing 15 reps of a weight, but you take your time and you do it over 45 seconds, and there's a slow rhythm to it because you want to get maximum effort out of each one. But now I tell you, no, now you got to do it in 30. What's going to happen? You're fatigued. Well, you're going to start working harder. In about eight, you're going to be like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. I'm tired. And what happens when you get tired? Now, now all of a sudden, you're a little, you're, you know, you're off a little bit. Injuries. I don't think it's going to be a significant problem. I don't. But I do think that, and it's a small sample size, and it could be an anomaly. It's not anything that you would look at and say, whoa, injuries are up 75%. It's not like that. Injuries are up. They're going in the wrong direction. I've talked to trainers, and I've talked to pitchers. And if you think this isn't an issue, you're kidding yourself. Here's what everybody says. We got to get used to it because that's the new normal. Yep. And if that means that starting pitchers now only go six innings instead of seven or five innings instead of six, teams will have to construct differently. Yeah, you have to They'll have out. to have more bullpen arms. Right. Yep. Yeah. But but it, if, you're, if you think that this is an absolute non-factor, you're, you're wrong. You're kidding you're yourself. Not. You're kidding no, yourself. No, no, I, I would just tell you, you're right. So if you speed up the rep, something's going to give. The question is how you deal with how it gives. But, but to sit here and ignore that it's not factual, it's not happening. Well, the, the, you know, people will be like, that's not, you know, that's not going to occur. Yes, it is going to occur. Yeah, it, now, it really I, much is going to occur. At, at the end of the year, it may well be that the injuries for pitchers exactly the same. Well, and, to, and, and to get to that point, what they're going to do is have to Build up to that and get you, used to it. You get to right the, now, it's to, new. Till you get to a room where you understand this is what because you have to train like that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right now, these guys aren't training like that. And, this and, is, they're doing it on the fly in front of you. And when you when you ratchet that up with the intensity and, and plus, when you're not used to doing something, I've seen pitchers for the first time look awkward, stepping off the rubber, throwing the places. They don't know oh. what to do I yet. See, I'm like. They're like, I, I'm seeing people launch the ball in the outfield. I'm like, what's wrong with your footwork? Th that clock is in their head. They're like, okay, can I throw over here? How many times can I do it? Right. Oh, I forgot. I should be looking at the batter. Here's, here's something that I wanted to pose to you because I knew Brad would be able to speak to rhythm mm -hmm. as a pro athlete. When you played in college, what was the play clock? 35? 35 seconds. Okay, what if I told you now there's 25 seconds? So here's what happened. Remember... <laughs> This is funny. When when hurry up offenses first started, 
Yep. Defenses that we had no answer. You guys weren't conditioned for the, that. The coaches would tell you, listen, if we're getting touched, they would give us a sign from the from the sideline. Fall down. And they would say, fake an injury. Fall down. Yep. I've got a cramp. And so it so that would be so offenses were killing people with, with this fast tempo. They would get up. They had the cards and you and you can't breathe like there was no huddle. <laughs> Thank you, breathe. I can't breathe. Guys couldn't. I, I was like, so you used to people l- lining up in a huddle and you in a huddle. They hold hands. The quarterback gets on one knee, unstraps his buckle. He only got his helmet strapped on. He's like XZ 35. That's like dash. a smoke break. Yeah, like he compared to playing Oregon back in the day. You got the big uglies walking up here, getting in their stance like this. They still got to make calls. Guess what? That's 35 seconds. Then they started war- war- Then they started being like, "No, we're just going to call two plays. We're going to be in the hurry up for the whole game." So, so what did that do to you, uh, from physical performance standpoint, injury standpoint? Did it increase the chance well, of being well, hurt because well, you were exhausted? Well, this it changed the game because now it, it's, it's normal for people to say this, but before, when you had Bruce Smith, when you had Reggie White, they weren't rotating nobody. They played no, they every stayed snap. every play. Now you need eight guys to play, right? Yeah. And now when they running and they blocking you, you trying to catch your air. And now you getting cut. It ain't the fact that you getting blown off the ball. It's the fact that you got missed assignments now. You were supposed to be an A yeah. gap, but you in B gap. So right. your performance suffers. Yes. That and, big, and that's what I'm saying with pitching. I think what's going to happen <laughs> is you're speeding it up enough where guys aren't comfortable, particularly in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning. Exhaustion kicks in. Right. People don't think that it's it's exhausting to pitch a game. Physically, it is exhausting. And as much gym work as I'm doing, when I make my first start in a couple of weeks, I'll guarantee you on Monday, I'm going to be absolutely ravaged. And by the fifth or sixth inning, I'm going to start to feel fatigue. Adam the Bull came in here yesterday and he said, listen, I know y'all see my text message. I need some help. He said, I need a bullpen arm. I'm throwing at these kids. I'm throwing 300 pitches. Get whipped out. My lower back hurt. I ain't yeah. never felt this before. I, I said, well, I can't mess with you, bro. Yeah, okay. it's a thing. Yeah, it's now, a I, fail, do think that, I think the, uh, the, uh, the strength and conditioning guys will figure out a way yeah. to better condition their pitchers to get used to this. And I think the game will catch up just like defenses used to start running a lot more gassers the week before you played Oregon. You better be in shape. Yeah. So you, you do things to adjust. Yeah, no question. Hopefully it's not going to be a big issue, but it, it, it has led to an increase of injuries so far. We got a couple of things we got to take care of real quick. Your colleague racing report. I wish Earl was here for this because I don't believe this is a real race, but I double-checked, I (laughs) triple-checked. The Xfinity Series is in Martinsville this weekend for the call 811.com before you dig .com 500, which, once again, does not sound real to me. I double-checked on two different websites. It says that is that is the official name of the race. The Xfinity race is the call 811.com before you dig.com 200 or 250. Excuse me. In the Cup Series, they are also at Martinsville for the NOCO 400. That sounds more realistic. But really, what's going to happen is Caller's going to sweep. That is coming up. Also on Sunday this weekend, a couple of us will be in Independence for the Great Lakes Collectors Convention Card Show. Check it out. 50,000 square feet of ball card bliss, hundreds of display tables, card shop live theater with interactive appearances from some of the region's most notable sports media members. Jay, you're going Saturday, I believe? I think it's Saturday, yeah. Jason's going to join us on Sunday. I'll be there with G. Bush, Bull, and Jonathan Peterlin from the radio station. Great cards, great location, great show. 
Tickets are on sale at greenysportscards.com. I'm going to take my Jordan rookie card just to see if, you know, if anybody wants to. You better put that on a chain. Make sure it doesn't get stuck. <laughs> no, listen, it's, it's, it's attached to my body. He got Don't the free face. I asked Brad. Yeah, he got the, I asked Brad, got can, you, can you get your man to sign it? He got a mint. Yeah, that ain't happening. Mint condition. Michael Jordan, like, bro, listen, I, Brad, Brad is not on the block list. <laughs> he signed on- 23 of them, and that's all he's going to sign. Yeah. So I, I, he's not signing my rookie. I card. love you guys, but the USFL paid for 10 minutes today, and you guys went long, so we're going to give them the best six minutes that they ever had in pretending it's 10 minutes. So usually <laughs> the USFL pick up our pace. will be sending us guests on a weekly basis. However, there's a little miscommunication. Can you put Josh Gordon down on the wish list? He's on the XFL, different league. Oh, yeah, you're right. Damn it. And we have requested Mm. Josh Gordon many, many times. The USFL, though, is coming to Canton on Sunday, April 23rd. The season is back. It will be past the 23rd, but that is the first game. Come celebrate pro football with free T-shirts and rally towels for the entire family. Great seats start at $10. Buy your tickets today at USFL.com. We will start getting guests hopefully as soon as Monday. Good. Coaches and players from the league today. We had Skip Holtz on last year was really we did. good. We had I like Jeff Johnston. Fisher. Johnston was great. Jeff Fisher was awesome. Jeff Fisher was awesome. Jeff Fisher was awesome. Yeah. awesome. So uh, hopefully we get those guys back today, though. All right. They are sponsoring a segment we're calling King of the Land. We played the stinger. You guys talked through it about Jordan's rookie card. So thanks for uh, rolling the stinger on that. But the point of the segment is to fix sports, and we've done this kind of before. Okay. And it's ironic that how I wanted to fix something today, there's a little breaking news that goes along with it. The Dallas Mavericks in the last 10 minutes were just fined $750,000 for what they did tanking late in the season, sitting out all their starters against Chicago, except for Luka Doncic, who would have sat if it wasn't I Love Slovenia night. And they had two thousand fans from Slovenia. And he's going for the. Is, I mean, he's going for some awards too. It actually he? hurt his numbers, though. Oh, it did. Twelve minutes. Well, he didn't know that before he played, though. Yeah, but it was. I love Slovenia night, so he played. So here's my I idea to fix tanking in crazy. the NBA. Look, I'm reading. What you have to do is take the. It's crazy. It is. It's an issue. Yeah, it so is. What you have to do, and they've done some things to kind of quash it. There's not one team that has predominant odds, but here's how I think they really should fix it. The six teams or the eight teams excuse me the eight bottom teams in the league when the playoffs start they go in their own lottery tournament yeah and the last eight teams play each other and the team that wins the tournament gets the first pick yeah but there's gonna be tanking in that too well why would you want to win that because if you win you get, the first, you get pick. the first pick it's not the eight, they're not the oh, last you're going last. reverse order yeah yeah so the last eight teams go in this tournament and you have to win the tournament to get the first pick, which incentivizes star players to play. So, like this year for the Portland Trailblazers, they shut Dame Lillard down for the last 10 games of the season. Yeah, that'll never happen. Well, that is – I'm king of the land. I can do whatever the hell I damn want. That's so true. In my world – In your fantasy land, that I'm can doing. happen. Okay. That would be Once crazy. again, it's not going to happen. They're also yeah. not going to put lakes in the middle of center field, which was another rule I'd love to change last year. <laughs> Add a body of water to every major league ballpark. You have to set your lineup. He's you want a big lake? Your oh, center fielder too. better be able to swim and dive. You have a bad center fielder who can't swim? You got a tiny little well. But when do alligators go into the lake? Sure. He, it's a body, your body of water, your choice. You got a drawbridge and a moat, bro? Your field, your choice. <laughs> so, here's what I'm he saying. Got with a this bunch of things, and I'll use Dame Lillard as the example here. Dame, they said about the last nine games. That's fine. You can still do that. You're in this tournament. Yeah. Then you got to get Dame to rev back up and play again. Because if the Trailblazers want the first overall pick, a chance to draft one Banyama, they've got to win the losers' They have to win this eight-team tournament. I would watch that. Get that. You would, because it's going to be bad basketball. It would be bad basketball, just because of what's at stake. So, so if you think about it, 
it's almost rewarding you from saying, look, we might not be as good as these other teams, mm-hmm. but we're going to play hard, but we, we want to be good. And if we want to be good, we can get this kid and we can now the reason that the draft is set up the way it is, is it's to make sure that the talent cycle is constantly in flux. So the worst, the genuinely worst team in the league should have the first pick. That's how terrible teams get great. Right. Look what it did for the Cavs with LeBron James. So if that team is genuinely the worst team, then they're going to have the eighth pick every year. So because so they're going to get housed in that tournament. How, how many te- how many teams don't make the playoffs? Well, eight in each conference 12. make it. No, 14. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, 14 don't make it because of the lottery, yeah. Now with the play-in, technically 10 don't make it. Technically. Yeah, but no, not technically because the playoffs are what the playoffs are. We got one minute left. So, I I, I mean, I like it. Here's the thing. Could the rest of the teams compete? Like, how good would, if you got the number one pick, how good would the Trailblazers be? Would they be? Yeah, see, because you're going to reward the number one pick to a team that's not really that far away from being a playoff team already. Think of it like this, though. The worst teams, like the Rockets this year, the Pistons, the Spurs. They're not winning that tournament. But they intentionally cut guys, trade guys away to be bad for a chance. This is an incentive to keep your better players within the organization. I see what you're saying. Develop guys so that you have a chance to get But there are unintended consequences that are negative. With what you're like, saying. say for yeah, instance, I mean, say it, for instance, Steph, say for instance, Steph Curry gets injured for the year. Well, so the Golden yeah, State Warriors, seconds, she, hurry up, Golden 15. State Warriors get the number one pick. They get they get Wembley Allen, whatever his name yeah. is, and now well, the Golden State Warriors is the best team. Here, we're, we're by the end, but you don't have to do all that. Just take the just take the uh, protected picks out the thing. If you if trade you for a pick okay. at twenty. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.